you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky here from the Beast Quake Room for our Tuesday pod. What's up, Buck? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I... I be honest with you this monday night schedule i've got now where i go to bed early <laughs> get in here early and watch the game on tape as opposed to television so you had a big game last night the lions end up uh, thrashing the green bay packers no Aaron Rodgers and big problems for the packers but everything that i i read before i got a chance to watch the tape this morning was man brett hundley's terrible <laughs> I, I went got in here this not, morning. I watched not, the tape and i'm like man this isn't brett hundley's fault this, this it's a lot of other issues outside of the quarterback here yeah, I didn't think he played that poorly. That I, I felt like they waited a long time before they kind of unleashed him and allowed him to do things that kind of played to his skill set. When they played faster, when they got him in shotgun, when they allowed him to kind of use all aspects of the field, he did a pretty good job. I think the big thing that we're seeing with the Green Bay Packers, to me, is what's telling Aaron Rodgers matched so many flaws for the Packers. Like one quarterback, a franchise quarterback, an elite quarterback – can really hide all of the issues that you may have. We're seeing now that the Green Bay Packers are a flawed squad, but number 12 is kind of like the best deodorant that you can ever have. Yeah, no, that's a good word for it. I I just want to watch Hunley. The, the things, the negative things, is some of the things that showed up you saw at UCLA, running out of some clean pockets, he did that a couple times, didn't necessarily need to do that, had a, had a shot of, uh, of Jordy Nelson down the seam. Well, the, the nickel corner had kind of slipped. Had a, had a nice shot down there for a touchdown, but he bailed out of a clean pocket, didn't see it. But I, I look at this game, and I see a deep ball he threw that was on the money that was dropped. I saw him when they got him on the move was outstanding. And, Buck, the weird thing is, do you remember when Aaron Rodgers was coming out? He was the Jeff Tedford thing, right? We held the ball up by his ear. Absolutely. And then he sat for all that time under Brett Favre. And then we got to see him in action. He had loosened up a little bit and looked like a different guy. If you watched Brett Hundley, I know the results are not the same as Aaron Rodgers. But he has morphed his footwork and his delivery. He's copying the guy. He looks just like him. It He's looks just like him. Even the where he, he sets up in the shotgun with kind of a staggered stance, it was it was kind of creepy. And I, I give Hunley a lot of credit <laughs> that he's been he's been studying the best in the game and Aaron Rodgers. 
and he's kind of trying to mimic him a little bit. Now the results aren't there; they're not the same. But I think the uh, the people that are trying to say that he was awful in this game are uh, are not well informed. Yeah, no, I don't think I think I don't think he was terrible. I think there's so many other issues that you could point to. You could talk about Devontae Adams not coming up with a couple of big balls that would have helped the Packers. You could talk about their defense not being able to solve the riddle of Matthew Stafford, Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones. And so, uh, before you really can lay all the blame on Brett Hundley for not getting it done, I just think the Packers and all the other aspects of the team haven't necessarily played up to expectation. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they go into the offseason and address some of the needs that they have because there are a bunch of them. Uh, I wanted to uh, quickly jump into another topic here before we get to some college stuff in just a little bit. But looking at the NFL right now as it stands, looking at the last place teams, I'm going to rattle off the teams that are in last place in each division. And I want to say – on the shock factor, if you give me like the the two or three that you're the most shocked of that are currently at, past the halfway mark here, sitting in last place, we got the Jets, the Browns, the Colts, the Broncos, the Giants, the Bears, the Bucks, and the Niners. Bucks and the Giants are the two teams that I'm most surprised at. Uh, the Giants, I, I thought they had all of the makings of a Super Bowl squad when they brought over Brandon Marshall to go with Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. I thought that defense would continue to play at a high level. And even though they didn't bring in a marquee runner, I thought teams would play a light box because they were so fearful of that passing game that would allow them to have balance and be able to run the football effectively. But none of those things have happened. Offensively, they have struggled. Even when they had Odell Beckham Jr., they still couldn't put the ball in the paint consistently. And then defensively, I think they discouraged their team that now is looking like a team that doesn't want to tackle. They're disengaged. You have guys who have been suspended in multiple weeks. And so I just think it's problematic. I'm just surprised because I thought the Giants would have been the best team in the NFC East. Yeah, that's the big one for me. I mean, we both talked about them being Super Bowl contenders. <coughs> Giants would be the big shock. Um, Denver, I come back to Denver. We talked about them a little bit on the on the Takeaway podcast. Man, they – you know, defensively, it's a, it's still it's it's a playoff caliber team for sure, and it's and really I think if they have some offense, I think you say it's a Super Bowl caliber defense once again. But they are so they've been so bad up front offensively and so average to bad at the quarterback position. I think that does affect their defense. But even that being said, Denver to be sitting where they are right now, I think is a, is a pretty big surprise. A big surprise. This is a team that you know we we thought they had fixed the offensive line, maybe getting Garrett Bowles trying to upgrade some of the guys they brought in free agency, that they would be a more effective team running the ball because we knew Trevor Simeon needed that balance. He needed a running game to take some of the pressure off of him. And when they don't have that balance, like the quarterback play that they've gotten thus far, Simeon and then even seeing Osweiler, those guys can't necessarily carry the load. And then defensively, I think we're seeing some signs of slippage. I know we can talk about them being discouraged because of the offense, but I think we're beginning to see that they were a little older in the back end. Chris Harris, Akeem Tlaib, we're seeing more big plays hit over the top of those guys. I, I think this window is closing quickly, and if they don't fix the offense soon, it'll be a done deal in Denver. By the way, I got I got word from some folks that, that Lane Johnson – had seen the uh, mm-hmm. had either seen our matchup video or heard about our matchup Ooh. video, and that it was motivation really? for him against Von Miller last week, and oh. wanted to kind of let everybody know what was up. Mm-hmm. And he played really well. I went back and watched it. He actually played really, really well against Von Miller. Look, we've said it. He's, if not the best, one of the best right tackles in the NFL. 
But yeah, look, you just point out, hey, every now and then he ducks his head and he's gotten in some trouble. <laughs> I mean, we help. We help. Lane, Lane got fired up about that and he wanted to go out there and, and do his thing. <laughs> uh, what was brought up to me, though, was an interesting point. The whole right tackle, left tackle thing, throw it out. When you look at where everybody's rushing now, right tackle, why move him? When you're going to see, he saw Von Miller. He's going to end up seeing, or I think he's already seen JPP, who rushes from that side. He's going to see he's going to see Khalil Mack. They play the Raiders. Um, he's going to see all those guys. Yeah, you you can eliminate that 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 old thing, idiom, yeah. or whatever that we premier have. guys, premier pass rushers, blindside. Mm-mm. They they go on both sides. Um, it's a thing that has been popularized of late. We're seeing Khalil Mack. You talk about Von Miller, JPP. Those guys are lining up at left defensive end so they can take advantage of right tackle. So now. Teams are tasked with trying to find a way to come up with basically two guys who have the athleticism and the footwork of a premier left tackle, but they have to put them on each side. Yeah, so it's uh, throw that throw that one out the window. Um, what I wanted to get to next here, but before we get to some college stuff, we've we've talked all the time this whole year. The whole the biggest storyline I think of the year has been Goff and Wentz and the and the way those two second year quarterbacks have been playing and where they've got their football teams. But when you go back and look at it, both those teams made bold moves to move up for those quarterbacks. Well, just the fact they went one and two. They traded up to go get them. So when I'm looking at the draft order, you go to NFL.com right now, you can find what the draft order would be if the season ended today. Obviously, we'll have some changes. But I'm going to give you the teams, because it would cost a lot, I think, to go from 11, you know, let's say anywhere from 11 to 15. Let's even, let's lower a little bit. We'll go, uh, we'll go uh, eight. Let's go like seven or eight. Seven or eight to fifteen, and then I'll, just tell me a team you think would make sense. Maybe they're a team that fast forward to the draft. They're they're the bold ones that go ahead and say we're going to trade a bunch, go up there and, and get a quarterback. So I'll give you who's picking here. The Browns' second pick would be seventh, but they right now would own the second pick. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, Bears. We know the Bears are out of the quarterback market after last year. Uh, so take them out of the mix. Now we get to pick number eleven: the Ravens, the Jets. The Raiders, they're not going to be in the market. And the Cardinals. There's some interesting teams with older quarterbacks there. If you want to follow the blueprint of what the Eagles did, what the Rams did, and say, let's be bold, let's go up and get it done. I think the Jets could be in consideration. I don't know how much ammunition they have to give to give up. But I think the Jets could be a team that is finally looking to find one of those quarterbacks. And let's, let's say it. There will probably be three quarterbacks that will carry top ten grades. Mm-hmm. And so – the fight is trying to figure out which one do you like, who is the bottom of that, like who's the floor, and how high do we have to, go, have to go to get that. And so based on how quarterbacks have been valued, based on the golf and Wentz conversation, because I know there's always a trickle-down effect. So when they went up to get those two quarterbacks, they were kind of laughed at, they were criticized, are those guys worth it? Well, now that they've seen um, the fruits of their labor – other teams are like, you know what, if I like a quarterback, I'm just going to go ahead and get it. And I don't care what they say because if he makes us right, it's worth everything. So I I think you have to get in that high cut. I think you have to be in the top five to maybe get one of those three, which I wouldn't say that those are the three of the five best quarterbacks, three of the five best players in football. But if you want one, I think you have to go in the top five to make sure you get one. How about the Baltimore Ravens at 11? Let's say they end up picking seven, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. When can they get out from up under that Flacco deal? The finances, you have to look into that. But just in terms of going forward and finding a young quarterback to try and start a rebuild, it kind of feels like this is 
this is a team that might be headed towards a rebuild. Oh, Suggs, could, Suggs is getting oh, toward done. the end of the line. That, man, he was hanging on trying to get one more. He's played well this year, to his credit, but this I don't know how much more he's he's got left. So they're kind of they're kind of due for a rebirth here. They are. Um, I think it'll be tough for them. They do need to find a way to deal with or answer the Joe Flacco question because this year of all years, we all knew what he was. But now you rob him and strip him clean of everything, yeah, he can't. He can't get it done. <laughs> he can't. Pl- plain and simple. Yeah, I mean it's it's really disappointing. He he just can't he can't make enough plays. And I feel like even in his heyday, doing his best years, Ray Rice bailed him out of a lot of situations because third and forever year, against the Chargers. Yeah, every year I felt like the Ravens always started off. We're gonna make this Joe Flacco's team. We're gonna pass. Then about week eight, when they need to win, they started handing the ball to Ray Rice, and that would give them enough to get into the playoffs and maybe make a run. Now he doesn't have that security blanket at running back, and he hasn't had it for the last couple of years. We've seen this has been a 500 or below team. He hasn't played at a high level. And I, be, I, I believe you seriously have to think about, man, can, can we get over the hump with this guy as a quarterback? All right, then last point on the draft here, then we'll move on to some college stuff. But uh, as it stands right now, this Deshaun Watson injury, obviously the worst thing that could ever happen to the Texans. What a gift to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, they needed it. Bucky, they, 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 right now, the season of the day, they're picking two and seven. Number two pick in the draft and the number seven pick in the draft. And I believe they have their second two from the Osweiler trade, which looks like a really high two. Yeah, but who's picking? It doesn't matter what picks well, we'll they see. have. Who's picking? Like, what are they going to do with it? Like, they'll probably trade them back and get 18 more picks. No, please. This is the year players. I'm begging them do not trade back. Oh, they trade. They got to show how smart they are. You know? They got to show, we were, show we're everybody. The, the, the phrase we talk about with quarterbacks, pick and stick. They need to stick and pick. They need to, they need to just flip it around the, <laughs> you, the other you way. You think so? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they could end up having four of the top 35, 36 picks in the draft. I just don't have a lot of confidence right now. As it stands, I don't have a lot of confidence, no matter who they bring in at quarterback. And I don't even know how you can tell what you need a quarterback because you haven't really played the quarterback that you drafted in the second round. Like, how can you have a true evaluation for what you have when they haven't done that? So, say they go and get another quarterback. I mean, they're going to mess them up. So, now you have – a second-year quarterback that was a two. You have a first-year quarterback who was a one. A third-year quarterback who was a three. I mean. That just means in 2019 they got to get a four. <laughs> I mean. That's a cycle. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I, mean, I don't know. There's something to be said, though, for just keep going back into the well until you hit on one. I mean, it I guess. hasn't worked out. I mean, I guess. Jeez. But, uh, man, yeah, they could be in. They could be sitting prettier Texans if the Texans go on a slide here with Tom Savage. Which oh, is they're going to real, go on a slide. Very real possibility, God. two top five picks. Man, if, if that doesn't convince you of what Deshaun's value was to that team, yeah. I don't know it's what It's a different will. offense. They don't even I run the mean, same offense. Jeez, Completely different. I mean, Tom Savage. Man, yeah. and I know there's some apologists and guys that have been waiting for Tom Savage to be the unicorn that he was built up to be prior to the draft. Troy Aikman. But I think we can kind of put all that – Craziness to bed. Well, the, we had three of the last four plays. He didn't either keep the ball on the court or or he got sacked with the game on the line. Game on the four line. Four shots to one. That win. was a shot. One catchable ball. Come on. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's move over to some college stuff. Talking about Deshaun Watson, the offense they were running gets me into studying Baker Mayfield this week. This morning I got in here and and popped on some tape and did some more work on him. And he's one of those guys, Bucky. I got to be honest. The, the more that I watch Baker Mayfield, the more that I like him. And I, I know they don't play defense in the Big 12. I know there's some big windows. But I see somebody that's 
working through progressions. I specifically wanted to watch him to see is he how's he moving in the pocket because Manziel, that was kind of the big concern with him was anytime pressure came, he was a magician, he'd get out of trouble. And you see some of those highlight plays from Mayfield doing the same things, run around making things happen. I wanted to see him shuffle, slide, climb, do those things inside the pocket, stay in there and make throws. And I saw it. I saw him do those things better than what Manziel did in terms of functioning inside the pocket. And I think he's – I'm going to go to their game this weekend against TCU, so I'll come back next week and give you a better uh, a better idea. But it looks like the ball is jumping out of his hand too. Yeah, I, th- I think he spends it pretty well. Um, I see him as a guy that um, has a lot of moxie, a lot of grit, kind of feisty. Um, the intangible qualities are certainly there and what you look for. Um, undersized in terms of height from an ideal franchise So they estimate they estimate him. They don't have official, but the scouts went to estimate him at 6006. So you're talking about under 61, a little bit under 61 and literally I think he was listed at like 203, 204. Yeah, he's not he's not he's not a big guy. And I'm going to say this, I don't think he's an explosive athlete. I think Johnny Menzel was a more explosive runner and playmaker than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, however, is a much more advanced passer than Johnny was in terms of like being disciplined with his footwork, his pocket release, presence, the whole deal. his release. He can make the throws that you want to see him make. I, you know, I've compared him to a couple of different guys. I, I've compared him to Tyrod Taylor in essence. I think, I mean, I'm, that's not a slight to Tyrod or to Baker Mayfield. I can see him playing in that vein. I also had a little Jeff Garcia in his game, kind of athletic, get the ball out. I don't think his arm is as big as I've seen the, the Russell Wilson comparison. Mm-hmm. I just don't think his arm is as big. That's but I haven't anxious, seen that's him. That's why I'm to see him I this haven't weekend. seen him up close. Because I think I, w- I, think I, was, I think I was a little hard on his arm strength when I watched him over the summer. And when I've watched him this year, it looks like he's got a little more pace and a little more giddy-up on it. I've seen him squeeze some balls in. Yeah. So, again, we always say with quarterbacks, you got to go see him throw live to get a feel for that. Russell Wilson had a huge arm. Yeah, that, that was the big thing. The other but I think thing, he's got plenty. I think he's got enough. I just don't know if I can say it's a huge arm. I'll let you know. The, no, 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 no. The other thing that would be interesting when we get down to it, um, he's running up these numbers against Big 12 competition. And last year at the Combine, how many Big 12 guys were there? Like 12 to 15? So, from a competition standpoint, how many pros are you throwing? Is he throwing against? You know what's going to be the the answer to that? It's going to be twenty seven for thirty five for three eighty six, three touches against Ohio State on the road and, and at night. I mean, that's a nice answer. <laughs> that's good. That's going to be the that's a nice lot answer. of NFL dudes on that defense. A lot of NFL dudes on that defense. And then the other thing to that will be when we go back and we track and monitor that. What was he actually throwing? You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, no, yeah. I watched it. He, he made not, some big throws in that yeah, game. And so, and I'm field. not, I'm not being devil's yeah. advocate because I, I actually like Baker. I think Baker has a chance. I think in the right offense, I think he can be a, a pretty good player. I don't think he's in that class of the big three that we've talked about, but I do think he's in the conversation, kind of where I would think the guy that he maybe models his game after went, and that would be Drew Brees, who went to the top of the second. I yeah. think I see him as that kind of player from a va- draft value but, but certainly you know how the, right like the guys that the top of the second guys now are middle of the first guys that's just the way it, it's just the bump up you get it is oh can we get that can we get that dj says baker mayfield is a first round pick can we make that the uh you want to make that the video this can week we make that the video the, i'll, I'll be i'll, I'll put it to you this way i'll put it this way i've yet to see him play live that'll take place this week <laughs> What I've studied, what I, I studied this morning. No, no, no. I just want the clicks. Well, you get the clicks. <laughs> what I studied this morning, assuming he comes in over six feet tall, mm-hmm. 
he will be a first-round pick, in my opinion. Ooh. There you I, go. I like that. I mean, is that good enough? I can see that. I mean, I, I'm saying this, we're we're speaking the same thing. Where he gets picked and how he plays. I'm saying this. So if it's a borderline first, second-round player, that means he is a starter in the league. I do believe he can be a starter in this league. And remember, Derek Carr went 34. And I think I think that that has led. I think you look at the Derek Carr. And I think you look at Dak. I think some people. Oh, have said, for sure. We got to push these guys up now. And 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 I think there's something to be said for how those guys have played. I think when you bring the Dak example, you bring the Derek Carr example, and not only taking them, but how they were surrounded. If you think about Derek Carr in particular, Amari Cooper comes right after they get Michael Crabtree, so they have two legitimate wide receivers they get the best offensive line outside of Dallas uh, to support him and yeah Derek Carr has played a remarkable level I think for Baker Mayfield if he goes mid to bottom of first top of the second he'll have an opportunity to be a pretty good player provided that he has the right kind of stuff around him let me get you excited about the. Uh, let me get you excited about the Senior Bowl here. You're, Bucky's so excited because we're seeing. The, oh uh, man, the come on, boy, the come nature on, the Nature Boy, boy. The That's the your guy. Not only that, but Dusty Rose, American the American Dream. Dream. Is he Dusty from your Rose. area too? No, but that's all my area. W- WCW. Oh yeah, I watched a lot of that too as a kid. Saturday mornings. Oh, couldn't loved it. I can't wait to see Jim it. Jim Cornette. Um, the. Uh, the Senior Bowl. Let me get you excited for the Senior Bowl here, real quick. Oh, you got rosters. You, you got. I don't have insight? rosters, but I've, got, I've just just I'm just spitballing here. All right. Okay. Quarterback wise, all star games are only as good as the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, if he can graduate early, that'd would, be good. Could, could be there. You could have a Senior Bowl with Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph, Luke Falk, um, mm. and then uh, you got Ben Kirk down at uh, at UVA. That's a good group. That's a good handful of quarterbacks right there. Normally, you get to the Senior Bowl, you're, you're hoping, man, I hope we have a couple guys. No, that would be That's a, good a great group. group. That is a great group. That would be outstanding to see that many guys, those many guys kind of show up um, and play and get a chance to get around them, to, to kind of watch them back-to-back-to-back to back to back spin it. Um, How about Finley? Have you looked at him yet from NC State? I have looked at him. I, I, I heard he's him. a little bit older, so he might be somebody to keep an eye on that could end up could end up coming out. Former Boise State transfer, followed his offensive coordinator down to NC State. Um, I mean, prior to last week, he had been on an incredible run without an interception. Uh, Maybe 229 throws without a pick. Um, When I watched him, ball comes out quick. He does a great job of playing small ball. They do kind of like an old dink and dunk offense. Don't turn it over. Don't put it in harm's way. And he plays very, very effectively in that. Um, To me, I see a guy that is more of a managerial type, a guy that you need to have all the stuff around him, and he can be a maybe a high-end truck, high-end trailer, not a okay. truck, yeah, yeah, yeah. high-end trailer. Like, if you got the stuff around him, I think he can be successful. But is he a game-changer? No, but he's certainly a winning quarterback that you can build around as a young guy that you want to develop. And to that point, I think there are two other guys that could probably go in that conversation because I wrote about these guys a couple of weeks ago. He was one. Riley Ferguson from Memphis is another. Yep. Um, who's kind of a gunslinger, can throw it all over the yard. He's not a senior, is he? Yeah. He is. is he? He is. He is. Um, and then Will Greer from West Virginia will be another one to kind of keep an eye on. Those three guys are kind of guys that I've kind of lumped in that developmental prospect bin, which could be anywhere from third to fifth round. 
But you can see those guys rise or fall based on how they can continue to finish their season and what they do in the offseason. So that's not a bad not a bad group of quarterbacks could have there at an all-star game. No, not not at all. Not at all. All right, let's get uh, real quick into last week's games. We talked about the Big 12 a little bit. That Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game was a total shootout. Anything else surprise you from the week at all, Buck? I mean, Ohio State getting absolutely thrashed by Iowa. Um, I was surprised by that. That one surprised me, <laughs> to say the least. And then uh, the Hurricanes, maybe Reggie, maybe Reggie's onto something there. Although, if you poured truth serum down Reggie Wayne's throat, he would tell you, ah, we're a year away. Yeah, I, I think so. They're undefeated. And they are undefeated. They continue to win games. But, man, they are one of the least impressive undefeated squads that we're talking about maybe getting into the playoff. Uh, this would be a big week for them, seeing them play against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is going to hit them in the face. But they get them at home. Uh, we'll get a chance to see if the U is back. This is a huge week for all the uh, Hurricanes. It's been a while since they've been relevant. Yeah, and I think let, – let me give you this this thought here. Say we get into the playoff. Alabama's a one and Oklahoma is a four. I, I Look, Alabama, I know they're the, the – That's the team. They don't want to see them. No, they don't want to see them because typically they don't do well against teams that are playing up-tempo and they have a pretty dynamic quarterback, meaning that it can hurt you a little bit with their legs but also make plays with their arm. The extended plays off Same. the script. If you're an Alabama fan, you don't want that game. No, no, no. You want to make sure you get the right seed. You you don't want to play Oklahoma. It'll be interesting to see Oklahoma's defense against Alabama, though. Alabama's oh, Alabama will run it down their throats. I don't <laughs> doubt that. I do not doubt that. But you better not turn it over because Oklahoma's going to score in about Fast three break. plays. Fast break. Um, yeah, well, that'll be interesting. I was thinking about that potential matchup down the line. Um, other ones that stood out, trying to look down through here, Texas A&M, Buck, I think that's – Oh, Dunzo. Yeah, I think that's if you're if you are Kevin Sumlin right now, you are you're watching every Arizona State game for the rest of the year. It's going, come on, man, just just lose a couple. That's my spot. That's my. I next, mean, that's it, my next it, gig. It might be a spot, but that buyout that Ty Graham has is huge. How is that possible? Huge. He got him right after they had a good year. They went to I think they went to a championship game. I would love to know what's going through these ads minds. I after, can't lose my they, guy. Gotta go you, right know, to you, know, you know, you know what the sales pitch is. Hey, you know, recruiting. You know, rec- this recruit needs to know that I'm on a five-year extension. Gotta know I'm here. If he thinks I'm just on a three-year contract, he's not going to come here. No recruit has ever looked at the length of a contract for a coach and made a decision <laughs> ever. It's the dumbest thing I've I ever. I want to know heard. my guy's going to be here. Stupid, my guy. So dumb. <laughs> um, all right, last last thing I want to hit on the college uh, games from the weekend. Texas makes a change, right? Charlie oh. Strong. Oh, yeah, Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Oh. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. We're going to bring it back. I'm looking down. This team is ready. Four and five. Remember Charlie on the walk-off? Didn't he have the walk-off that said whoever comes in here walking in is going to get ten wins next year? Should be able to. I'm waiting for those ten. I don't think they have enough games on the schedule. <laughs> I'm waiting for those ten. I don't think they have enough. And what happened to my quarterback? So they went from Bouchelle to Ellinger for a couple weeks. Ellinger was like the guy, the gritty, the moxie, hook him. Now the back to Buchel. I don't know if he's hurt or not. I have I have not watched a lot of Longhorn football over the last couple of weeks. I just see the losses <laughs> piling up. But that's uh, just that's just because you're heartbroken because you picked them. You picked them in some game. I picked them in a. They I picked them to beat Oklahoma. They let rivalry you down. game. They had a shot. Didn't get it they, done. They let you. They let you down. You going anywhere this week? What are you watching this week? Anything good? No, nah, I'm just hanging. I'm just going sit back and I'm gonna watch Notre Dame and Miami because that's the marquee game. Can't wait to see that one. It'd be good. That's the one. Pretty good slate this weekend. Again, I'm going to head out to uh, Norman, Oklahoma. Go check out the Sooners and the Horn Frogs. See what don't, goes. Don't down forget there. to watch the other quarterback, Trill. Oh, Kenny Trill Hill. 
They got a back. I actually called a scout on the way in this morning and said, hey, TCU, what do I need to look at? He said, just watch the running back. That's their best dude. Got a couple offensive tackles. They're developmental guys, but really it's the running back. So check him out. Tight end from Oklahoma has got some buzz. Watch Orlando Brown Jr. He looks uh, he Ooh. looks a little bit like Pops. He's around his dad with the Ravens. He's nasty. Probably going to kick over to the right side at the next level, but good player. But let's be honest, I'm going there to see Baker. It's all about Baker. It's all about Baker. All right, hey, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Nice, quick, swift uh, – episode today chris stepping in for for Sully. chris thank you so much yeah, nicely absolutely done guys uh chris runs a tight ship over here. tight ship yeah. tight ship right? stop watch in Everything. and out in and let's out go. all right we're efficient all right let's get out of here again thanks everybody for listening thanks for downloading thanks for leaving us a review on itunes if you haven't already please do us a solid hop on there give us a rating give us a review we greatly appreciate it all right see you next time thanks for downloading move the sticks with daniel jeremiah and bucky brooks for more Go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.